0: We acknowledge the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, where this podcast was produced. We pay respects to the elders past and present, and extend this respect to the lands you're listening from.
1: SIN Media and the Parliament of Victoria presents your questions answered in Unpack Parliament. Order! Welcome, listeners, and good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you have decided to grace us with your ears. My name is Rowan. My name is Mac. My name is Roddy, And my name is Josh. Today we have an interesting topic for us to discuss and, as always, we have a number of interesting guests and deep questions to provide you and us with a first-hand account of the wild and complex and interesting world of Parliament. Today's show takes us to the background, giving us a look at the behind-the-scenes
2: operation of Parliament, the roles, responsibilities and intricate dynamics of Parliament's
3: employees and systems. Starting off today's show, we wanted to take a look at some of the people behind the scenes of Parliament. Now, they may not be who you expect, but the staff of the Library of Parliament are heavily relied upon by elected officials and their staff. Their role is
2: pivotal for scouring the hundreds or thousands of relevant documents that a Member of Parliament might need to provide context, precedent or the foundation of new policy. We have had the pleasure of one such employee with us, letting them field all the questions we had about their role. I hope you enjoy the discussions ahead with Kaylee Otter.
4: Uh, so my name is Kaylee. I'm a Research and Inquiries Officer in the Parliamentary Library, although recently I was seconded to the role of Election Coordinator for the Victorian Parliament. So I held that role for 15 months, uh, but I've actually been at Parliament for nearly seven years. So coming up um, on seven years in September. So I started on a three-month contract. Uh, it was uh, backfilling for someone who was out on secondment themselves. And then I ended up in a parental leave uh, replacement role and then eventually in an ongoing role. So that's the seven years um, that it's come up to, but I've, I've been able to do a range of different things during that time, which keeps it interesting, even though it's technically been the same role for the most part. What
2: is the Parliament Library and how is it different from the library you would see in your local community?
4: So uh, the purpose of the Parliamentary Library is to support members in their role as elected representatives. So we provide research and inquiry support to members, their teams and to parliamentary staff, uh, and sometimes to members of the public too, but it's um, not our priority or target audience. Um, they've got the State Library and, and their local public Libraries as well as a resource, uh, so we've got lots of legal resources and databases relevant to parliamentary practice. For example, we've got a policies database, government agencies database, uh, big media monitoring um, service, and uh, we've probably got about forty thousand items in our physical collection, and we've got a digital collection that's growing every day, probably upwards of hundreds of thousands of, of items. I couldn't put a put a figure on it. Uh, so. You can visit the library on a tour, but you can't really come in and borrow from the library in the same way that you would from a local library. Um, we're quite a small library and a let's say a library of last resort for the public. Um, and as I mentioned, yeah, we refer people to the state library as
2: their first port of call. What roles are within your team and what skills are essential to your duties?
4: Roles within our team, um, we're not all librarians, that's a bit of a fun fact. So I come from more of a research and writing background, although we do have librarians within our team. Uh, the team I work in specifically in the library is the research and inquiries team and we're a small team of generalists from a range of backgrounds. So. What unites us is our ability to find and synthesise information on a range of topics uh, from reliable sources. So while we're quite a small team and we tend not to specialise, we do have a few people with data expertise and and some other kind of um, key areas. Within the library itself, we've also got two other teams. So there's an information access and management team, and that's the team that look after our databases, our collection, cataloguing, news media, that sort of thing. And then we've also got our heritage, art and cultural collections team, so they look after... The portraits, um, the artworks, rare books, and significant pieces in the collection. Uh, In terms of skills required, so within the library itself, uh, it helps to be good at working in teams and collaboratively. So um, also having the capacity to work alone is really important. You've got to be a good communicator, good with customer service and interpersonal skills because you're fielding inquiries from members and their teams and other parliamentary staff. So that's on the phone, that's in person, that's over email. So different communication styles and methods that you have to put into practice you have also got to be good with deadlines, prioritising workloads and working on more than one thing at once. It's very common that we'll have two or three things on the go at any one time. In terms of the research role specifically, uh, you need good research and writing skills, strong attention to detail, understanding how to find reliable and reputable resources, um, being aware of your own bias as well and how that might influence the information you're seeking and then the ability to work across those different formats. So understanding your audience and what they're looking for. You've also got to be mindful of working in a political environment. Uh, and we've got a parliamentary officer code of conduct and values that we need to ab- abide by in our, in our roles. And so that includes impartiality, responsiveness, respect, accountability,
2: integrity, and leadership. You've had a number of roles in parliament. Could you tell us about your journey?
4: Sure. So um, I've been fortunate enough to work in a range of different roles at Parliament, Uh, predominantly in my research and inquiries role, but for the last kind of 15 months, I was seconded to the election coordination role. So essentially every four years, we have our state election in Victoria, and uh, at Parliament, we have uh, an election coordinator who's appointed to oversee all the kind of happenings. Uh, that go on at parliament to ensure a smooth transition from one parliament to the next. So I was a fortunate or unfortunate person who took on that role this time around. The reason why I was probably successful in um, being appointed to that role was that I'd had other opportunities during my time at parliament and and in previous work as well uh, to really hone some of those skills. So um, one that I'm thinking of is Uh, The Association of Parliamentary Libraries of Australasia, or APLA as it's affectionately known, um, is a group of people who work in parliamentary libraries that come together for an annual conference, but also for a reference and research symposium. So Victoria hosted that uh, conference and I was in part of the planning committee that put that together. So that was a really cool experience that helped, I think, build a few skills that I could then employ for the election transition period. I've also uh, been to Fiji. So I went to help on a capacity building project at the Fijian Parliament uh, through the United Nations Development Program. They sent a few different researchers from parliamentary libraries around the world uh, to help out with building budget resources and capacity building with the parliamentary library team there, which was a really awesome experience. And I met some really capable and lovely people there. Um, Really helped me improve on my writing and research skills too. I've been involved with a number of youth events through our community engagement team. Um, So I think we've done stuff with Lab. We've had a youth forum. We did a State of the Future event. Um, and then the the parliamentary building gets used for a range of different events and things. I remember a number of years ago, they had Melbourne Music Week and had some cool events there. So a lot of the staff will uh, volunteer to help out um, during the building on those kind of days and times. Yeah, I've sat on a few recruitment panels, um, helped out at some other random events and things. So I've been really fortunate in that I've gotten to do Whole range of different stuff, and that's just from essentially being mostly in the same role the whole time. So, there's some really good opportunities and experiences there, and um, uh, yeah, I just try and uh, take advantage of them when they come along just so I can constantly improve, I suppose. I've worked on some really interesting research topics as well. So, um, when voluntary assisted dying that legislation was introduced in Victoria, I wrote a little uh, bill brief on that topic. Again, I've worked on uh, coercive control, um, housing affordability, circular economy, these kind of issues have been uh, really interesting and, and and timely, and it's been a privilege to work on those sort of things. Um, I was involved in the team at Parliament working on our Gender Equality Action Plan. So under the Gen- Gender Equality Act that came in, uh, a lot of different public organisations have to produce a Gender Equality Action Plan now, so I was um on the team that was looking at that when Parliament was putting together its first uh, plan. Um, More recently, I've been involved with the PACE mentoring program through the Australian Network on Disability. So I've been really fortunate to mentor um, a young person through that program, although I think they're teaching more, teaching me more than I'm teaching them. So um, that's been a really cool thing. And um, linked to the election and the transition to a new Parliament is the opening of Parliament. That's a really cool and big event. um, And you get to see a lot of pretty special stuff, so including like a First Nations uh, welcome to country um, and seeing the, the swearing in of members and just the kind of procession of the whole thing is
2: pretty, pretty cool. What were your impressions of Parliament before you started working there and how have they changed over the seven years you've been employed?
4: I suppose I really had very little understanding of Parliament before I um I got the role there. I think a lot of people, when they hear Parliament, they think government. So when I tell people that I work at the Parliament of Victoria, they're always like, oh, so you work for the government? And it's like, no, I don't. Um, but it took me a time to wrap my my head around that as well. So essentially, um, the Parliament is made up of uh, three different departments. So there's the Department of the Legislative Assembly, Department of the Legislative Council and the Department of Parliamentary Services, which is where the Parliamentary Library sits. Uh, but there's a whole heap of different teams attached to our department and there are a whole heap of different people that work in a range of different roles that uh, really don't have much to do with government at all. Uh, So it doesn't matter who's in power, there's people and roles that are attached to sort of uh, the running of that building, let's say, and to the running of of parliament, um, irrespective of of, of who's in charge. So um, I suppose wrapping my head around that uh, and understanding actually what parliament was and what it did. was something that that took a little while and that I've tried to do a good job of explaining to other people. Don't know if I've done it now, but that, that idea that um it's it's the separation of powers. So people can go away and Google that and, and read more about that um in their own time. But yeah, we've got within the Department of Parliamentary Services, we've got a, a catering and retail team, we've got a buildings and grounds team, there's the parliamentary library, there's a security team, there's a properties team. So for each of the members, if you think about out in the community, they have an electorate office, there's a team of um property partners who manage those electorate properties um, on behalf of the parliament. And then you've got um, a legal team. You've got uh, the Hansard Broadcast AV team. I'm I'm forgetting teams and someone will get angry with me, but essentially there's a lot of different people in a lot of different roles working to make parliament function and essentially to support democracy in our state. So it's a really cool thing. Um, So I wouldn't say that my I don't know that my impressions of Parliament have changed so much as they've um, grown or that I've learned much more about uh, what it involves um, to continue having parliamentary democracy in our state.
1: Thank you, Kaylee Otter.
2: You're listening to Unpack Parliament.
1: Let's now take a bit of a closer look at the role of committees. Now, committees can have a wide variety of roles in Parliament. They can be constructed to address any number of issues in which Parliament needs a detailed account for the specifics. Committees can be pivotal in the outcomes which affect you and me, and every
2: other Victorian. Committees are an integral part of governance, and are composed of members from many different parties. But how do they work, who makes them up, and most importantly, what do they actually do? Well, it is our pleasure to welcome Kieran Crow to discuss that with us
3: and to provide you all with a more detailed outline. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. My name is Kieran Crowe, and I'm a inquiry officer in the Legislative Council Standing Committees at the Parliament of Victoria. I've worked there for seven years, so quite a while now my career pathway before, I was thinking for the, the benefit of your your listeners, I might have a chat about how I got into the space uh, after I finished university. So I studied political science and international relations at Curtin University in in Western Australia. I did fairly well academically, but um, as I reached the end of my, my time at university, I think I was kind of putting off getting an office job and and kind of joining the real world. So I didn't really think about my career pathway. So I had to think about how to do it and kind of saw that a lot of pathways into government departments and non-government organisations and things like that. The entry level jobs are are in admin. I I took up volunteer roles as a receptionist at uh, Save the Children head office in Perth and I volunteered on a youth mental health program with the WA Health Department. And so when a, an admin job came up in the, the mental health section of the, the WA Health Department, I applied for it and they knew me already um, because I'd volunteered on their program and I was able to say, look, I've got these uh, office skills from uh, volunteering as a receptionist and I was lucky enough to, to get my foot in the door and get a short-term contract from there. So from there, I did a few different roles. I was really keen and um, they offered to see if I'd like to go work in a a minister's office. So I worked there for a a short while and then decided to to go do the travel to London thing, live in the UK for a while. And I was able to leverage my policy and parliamentary experience in WA to get a job with the the British Parliament uh, in the House of Lords, and I worked there for four years. While I was there, I met my now wife, and uh, we decided when we moved back to Australia to move to Melbourne, because she is from Geelong, and I was lucky enough to get a job with the Victorian Parliament when we moved back and work in committees, and I've been there ever since. Tell us about Parliament inquiries and the role of committees within them. I'll uh, talk about the role of committees first, because this is a... really big one in our work. So the role of committees is a little bit an extension of what the the role of parliament is in general, which is to scrutinise the work of the government and and make sure they're doing the best job possible, and also to incorporate views from the public and other organisations outside of government. So to incorporate the, the views of Victoria and Victorian people as a whole. So committees are a bit of a a microcosm of that. Two of the big differences is that, number one, they operate when the house isn't sitting. So, you know, when um, everybody packs up in the Legislative Assembly and Legislative Council for the day, parliamentary committees are still working in the background. The second big difference is each committee has a different policy area, defined policy area that they look into. So they, they can only work on issues that they're given in that particular policy area. I'll just briefly explain how committees uh, get their inquiries and uh, the inquiry process. Um, what happens when we we get given a, a terms of reference and how we follow it through to completion. So committees are given their inquiries most often by each House of Parliament voting for a committee to look into a particular issue. So I work in the Legislative Council and the, uh, the Legislative Council will consider a motion that's been put forward by a member of the House to look into a particular issue, and that motion will include the terms of reference that uh, that the inquiry is going to be looking into. It really reflects those two core things of speaking to the government and other people and finding out um, ways which the government can improve what it's doing, and also incorporating the views of um, all Victorians and, and other organisations outside of government into the policy making process. Uh, out of curiosity, who is on the committee and what staff support their work? Sure. Well, the committee is made up of uh, members of parliament, and uh, there's usually uh, seven or eight of them. It can change from time to time. But uh, I work in the Legislative Council and and one of the interesting things about the Legislative Council um, is that it has members from a whole, a broad spectrum of political parties. So who is on committees is reflective of who's been elected to each House of Parliament. And the Legislative Council has a a slightly different system for electing people than the, the Legislative Assembly. And one of the things that comes out of that is that we get a lot of members from minor political parties. So we have uh, people from the Animal Justice Party, we have uh, people from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, the Legalised Cannabis Party, One Nation. and then, of course, you know the the bigger, the major parties, Liberal and Labor, and the Greens and Nationals. We uh, we have members from with broad experiences um, who bring different points of view to the the policy making process. And the policy we come up with often reflects those different points of view, and we'll often end up with a better product uh, than we would have if we just had those narrow views coming into the, the policy-making process. What are the
2: various roles of the Secretariat and what can a typical day look like?
3: Yes, well, the, there are, let me count them, usually four members of staff on a committee secretariat. So there's the committee manager um, whose role it is to do the, the kind of high-level inquiry planning and process management work also be the committee's uh, main procedural advisor and the main point of contact for members and stakeholders. Then we'll have the, the research team headed by an inquiry officer, which, uh, which is my job, and we also work with a research assistant. And it's our job to help the committee write its reports, and we'll also have a bit of input into who the committee should be talking to and where we get our evidence from. And we also write the committee briefing papers. And then we have a admin person whose job it is to help organize committee meetings and help prepare public hearings and process uh, submissions for the committee to to look at and put them on the website. Some people are surprised about um, how small the team is. Um, people tend to assume that in the government and the public service there are there are teams of people, um, but that's not always the case. And so you know we we're kept really busy by our work and working hard to produce those reports. A typical day, uh, it depends on what stage of the inquiry we're at. Um, so we all know depending on. What the Inquiry is doing at the moment will set our task for the day. So if we're calling for submissions, we'll be researching uh, who we should be asking submissions from. Uh, If we're in our public hearing stage of the Inquiry, we'll be busy um, helping to organise those and write briefing papers. And then if we're in the report writing stage of the Inquiry, I'll be busy writing the report. Having said that, it can be quite a reactive uh, environment. So things come up in the news quite often. A report will be released or a policy will be announced um, and we'll have to change what we're doing based on that. You know, stakeholders can, can get in touch with us and put us in different directions or ask us to do different things. So no day is the same and it's often really varied work. What were your impressions of Parliament before you worked there and how have they changed since? Like a a lot of people, um, before I worked at Parliament, my impressions were mostly based around uh, question time and and what you see on the news of members um, passionately debating topics. So I thought it was quite a combative place. And then the the grandeur of the buildings um, uh, that Parliaments are usually housed in was something that, that kind of uh, overwhelms me and, and I thought was quite intimidating. So it felt like a, a place where the the powerful resided in and took part in um, kind of forceful debate all the time. What struck me since I um, have joined Parliament and, and worked for Parliament is that it can be a place of compromise and a lot of uh, really bright people listening to each other and working towards a consensus. So I think that's something that um, that the public needs to keep in mind. A lot of these um, people uh, who work there, who are working on policy and, um, you know, even in, in the government are out there listening and trying to get the views of the, the public and representative organisations and, and NGOs and reflect that in the, the policy that's being made so we can um, make sure that uh, the policies we we implement are the best they can be. Thank you to Kieran Crowe for your contribution. We know that our audience will appreciate a greater understanding of how your role and the role of the committee's helps to shape legislative processes.
1: Unpack Parliament.
3: Now we have one final peek at the roles behind the scenes. So when it comes to helping the beating heart of Parliament connect media, government departments and the public, the Procedure Office helps pump the lifeblood throughout the system with queries of all matters regarding policy.
2: Now it's time to get to know someone who supports the Procedures Office, their role, their day-to-day and most importantly what it takes to be one. We would like to introduce Kate Murray to speak.
0: I'm Kate Murray um, and I am the Project Officer Parliamentary Procedure for the Legislative Assembly here at Parliament. Oh, I never like to admit how long I've worked here because it's probably longer than you lot have been alive. Um, <laughs> but I've worked here for 23 years now. Um, and before I worked here, I, um, I was at university And I did a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Science and I worked in retail. So I guess it was my customer service experience plus that qualification that allowed me to get my foot in the door.
2: Specifically, what does your job entail on a day-to-day basis?
0: Again, that's a question that I can never answer properly and I think that says a lot about what it's like working at Parliament. It can be different every day. Um, In this current role, I'm working on a few different projects. Um, I work with quite closely with our IT department, working out new databases and web content for the Legislative Assembly. Um, I write and deliver training for members and for staff in government departments about how Parliament works. Um, What else do I do? I Uh, Create resources for legislative assembly staff. So, um, you know, record what we've decided our processes will be or um, if we've decided we're going to change something, making sure we've got a record about that and why we've changed it. And then when Parliament's sitting... I um, sometimes work in the chamber, so actually helping to clerk the chamber on a sitting day.
2: What roles are there within your team and what are the skills that are important for the work you do?
0: Sure. I'm actually in a role at the moment where I'm not really part of a team, which is a bit odd, but I'm a, I'm adjacent to the um, the procedure office in the legislative assembly. So, I thought maybe I'd talk about them if that was helpful.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. That works. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, So they, I mean, their role is wide. the The procedure officer's role is pretty wide and varied, um, but they focus on customer service. And so the customer service, the customers are the public, the media, um, the members, uh, the people who work in the government departments. So the public sector, and um, also other units within Parliament. And so they've, it's customer service, it's admin, it's research um, and the skills uh, to succeed in that office, you need to be able to do 10 million different things at once and not to do anything for more than about 10 minutes Um, or whatever you're doing is getting interrupted all the time. Um, And then there's also a lot of pressure to get things done because if something's going to happen in the chamber on a sitting day at a particular time, then it has to be ready. We can't say to the members, oh, sorry, we're not ready to table your document yet. When it happens in the chamber, we have to be ready. The other skills in those kind of jobs, I guess, is the ability to find and then apply information. You can't know everything about how Parliament works, um, but you need to be able to find that information or find when it happened last time and then think how does that apply in this situation and how can i say that that thing that happened previously applies in this example and then like any job you need people skills your work's always easier if you can work well with other people
2: how does your work differ depending on whether you're you know in a sitting period or not in a sitting period
0: i guess at the moment not too much but certainly um, on a sitting day, the work is really responsive, things are happening, people want things, you, you respond to queries and then you need a whole other gear for non-sitting days to be proactive in your work. So to f- work out what am I working on, what's the most important thing and pick up something that you're generated Um, So it it is really like sometimes having two different jobs and you've got to be able to work in both ways to be responsive and also to generate your own work.
2: What is your personal most memorable experience in your role with Parliament?
0: I was here when Australia celebrated the centenary of Federation. So that was in 2001. Uh, And there were lots of uh, big historic type events that happened then. The Federal Parliament came to Melbourne and sat in Melbourne to celebrate because it was here at Parliament House that they first met, right, not in Canberra, um, because that was still a sheep farm. So they they met here and then there was a big celebration down at their Royal Exhibition Building, which was um, where the opening of that Parliament had been. And so... Uh, to be there in that moment and to think, reflect on the fact that it had only been 100 years since the first sitting of the Federal Parliament was pretty exciting and the back of my head was on the big full-page picture on the age that day. Um, And then we also, for that part of that celebration, the Parliament sat in regional Victoria for the first time. So I was part of the first regional sitting of the Legislative Assembly where we went up to Bendigo and held a day of Parliament in Bendigo. So I kind of feel like they were moments in his- in history that it was really exciting to be part
1: of and yeah, memorable for sure.
2: Thank you, Kate Murray, for your deep insight into the program for our audience. You're listening to Unpack Parliament.
1: Fantastic. Once again, I would like to express our gratitude to all of our guest speakers throughout the course of this show. It has been an amazing opportunity to get a greater first-hand account of the roles in which you all fill so fabulously. On behalf of the unpacked Parliament team, I would like to thank you as our listeners for lending us your ears and trusting us to guide you into the world of Parliament. We would also like to extend our gratitude to Sin
2: and the team at Parliament, including Naomi Simmons and Laura Green, as well as expressing gratitude to the rest of the team who worked on this episode, including Mac, Josh and Rowan as well as to the rest of the Unpacked Parliament team. Looking forward, we remind our audience to follow us on whatever podcast streaming service they fancy to keep up to date with our releases.